Hello and welcome to ESB Tipcast 128. Post race analysis from USA Triathlon's Off Road Nationals. Hey folks, it is Tuesday after Nationals back in Richmond. And if you had followed the Facebook page, you already know that I managed to overcome. A lot of bad luck in the last week. I uh, am post up a fifth overall and take the 42-44 uh, age group national championship. So I'm pretty psyched about that. And uh, what I want to do today is not not really talk about uh, the national championship uh, per se and talk about everything that kind of went into getting ready for the race. Uh, as well as kind of the you know the bad luck and and kind of tips for you as you move forward um, in the rest of your season and down the line and and really talk about overcoming those obstacles because I think for me the one of the most rewarding parts of this is that just over a week ago I had actually contemplated just staying home you know. Um, a lot had gone right this season, but the thought of driving 20 hours, spending the week uh, down in Waco, Texas, and and uh, just trying to recuperate from not only an injury, because I had crashed, I uh, had injured my ribs, uh, fortunately not too, too bad. It didn't seem to affect my swimming, but I was certainly in some pain there. But I also developed some kind of allergic reaction. Uh, so my, my chest, my arms, even my legs by race day were, were covered in this rash. It itched really bad. Uh, and I had gotten a prescription of prednisone, and it just made me feel really crappy. And I was actually struggling to to kind of cope with the heat down there, so I I decided to stop taking it, and I just kind of suffered through the rest of the week. Uh, but even even going into maybe the day before the race, and I had posted up that that pre race show, the day before the race, I definitely felt better. Went out on a pre ride, started to kind of feel the rhythm of the course, and uh, headed back. I rested the rest of the day, got all my stuff ready. I got got my pre-race packet, all that stuff, and then when I got up in the morning, I had actually slept pretty well, I, you know, which is another unique thing, but when I got to the race in the morning, I felt terrible. You know, it was cold during the night, the AC was pretty high, and then I got there and it was already in, in the 80s and it was really humid and I was sweating, and I'm just like, oh my God, man, I just feel so bad. But what I did is I just stuck with my pre-race plan and got everything done. I had tons of time to just kind of kick back and relax. I, I did my uh, beetroot juice, kind of had to time that out before the swim, had a chance to look over the swim course, and I posted this uh the race recap up on the blog, and I talked about the swim course looking really long, and and and, and there were a couple other uh, competitors there, and we were kind of looking at the buoys, and we're like, wow, that that definitely looks more than fifteen hundred meters, and it turns out the course was a lot more than fifteen hundred meters, uh, which you know for me is disappointing. Uh, because I'm not a strong swimmer, and so that was going to be more time I was going to lose. But again, I couldn't change the course. And what I did is I headed back to my car, and I I was I was really fortunate. Tim Sharp, uh, 
had sent me over some Lactigo, uh, and this is a new product. It's a supplement that uh, I'm just starting to do research on, but it's basically a transdermal carnosine. And I know in the past I've talked about beta alanine, and beta alanine is a precursor to carnosine. Carnosine stored in the muscle like creatine. And what we know is that if you take beta alanine, it acts as a buffer and it seems to really help with repeated efforts or really short high intensity efforts. And so the nice thing about the transdermal stuff is that it absorbs through the skin. And so if you've ever heard me talk about beta alanine and, and how it just kind of makes you feel crappy, you get paresthesia, uh, this doesn't have that same effect. And again, Carnosine is a little bit different, and, and, and one of the main reasons we don't actually take carnosine orally is that it just doesn't get absorbed by the body very well. But And so that all kind of fit into my pre-race swim plan of just going out as fast as I could, really, to, to, to try to settle in with a group uh, and then just do the best swim that I could. And by all accounts, you know, I got a good warm up. I got in the swim. I felt good. I knew I was going to lose time. And yes, I did lose time. But the reality is, is that I came out of the swim not too bad off. And what I was able to do was really uh, make up a lot of time on the mountain bike. Again, as I mentioned in my blog, I crashed early on. And that could have really shaken my confidence because my, my knee started to hurt. But again, I'm in the race and all I'm thinking about is just sticking to the plan and just doing what I can to move up. And by the end of the bike, I can come into transition and I can see that there are only a handful of bikes in there. That's a really good feeling. Okay. So by the time I got on the, on the run, I just kind of took my time, got into a rhythm because the initial part of the run was a very, very, very steep set of stairs. And so for me, even though that's that's hard at the beginning. It allows me to actually focus. And so I was really happy they kept that, that set of stairs in there for the second lap at two, because again, you're not going to sprint up those stairs. And so it gives you a chance to collect yourself mentally, which again is good for me. So the run went well. And by the time I had crossed the line, I had, I had moved up into kind of like the top 10. I wasn't really sure where I was. Uh, and it took a while for the results to sort out. And there were some changes. So I was, I was pretty psyched. I had posted up that I got second. Uh, and when the award ceremony rolled around, uh, they started calling names and, and I, I knew, I knew I was second and they didn't call my name. Um, and then I started thinking, oh my God, you know what happened? And then they made the announcement for the national championship. And so it, it, it really was a surprise. Um, it was a great feeling. And, and that's really where I want to leave off because again, I, I know that not everybody who listens to the podcast is not going to be in a position to, to win a big race. And, and, and I've said a number of times, I, I've been really chasing this dream for more than 30 years. I've been involved in a few different sports where I've tried to do it. Uh, and, and things finally came together and they didn't come together the way I wanted them to, uh, per se, in, in the way I had planned. I had such good training and preparation, which is kind of a rarity for me. And coming into the race, everything seemed so good, and then it all fell apart in the last week. And, and like I said, I could have stayed home, um, but I, I've reached a point, I, I think, in my competitive career and in my life where 
I, I really have realized that the only way that you fail is by not trying. And, and while there are times, you know, you, you could wake up and you could be really sick. You could have a high fever. And obviously there are times when you don't race, but it's kind of funny. I, I was listening to the Velo News podcast and I was listening to all this, this training advice that they, that they give on their fast talk podcast and always talking about, well, you know, if you're not feeling good, you know, it might, might, might be time not to train. And, and I think that we as athletes need to recognize the difference between when we feel ill and when we feel shitty. And I have a lot of shitty days, okay? There's no getting around it. I've always felt shitty. Uh, And I have a lot of training days where I'm tired and I don't feel good. And it takes everything mentally to get me out the door because I know, I keep telling myself, man, I know I've had good workouts. You don't need to feel good. And I still have to convince myself. And what I'm telling you as a major piece of advice here is, again, Nobody cares how you feel, and you should not care how you feel until you get out there. If you get out there on your run or you get out there on your ride and you still feel terrible and and numbers you're putting up, the times, whatever it is, are still terrible, then you know it's a bad ride and you should cut it short. But more often than not, with me, I find that I get out there and you know what? I may still feel terrible. But I look down and, and, you know, my lap times are good or, you know, I'm putting out good watts and, I, I, you know, I'm just not feeling any better. Uh, and sometimes that's the reality of it. So with that, it also goes along with racing. I think that one of the points of planning and doing the preparation and, and I know, uh, you know, my wife was very supportive in, in getting ready for this race, but I think it's hard for the layperson to understand why I would go to Waco a week beforehand, why, why I would hang out in Waco, why do I need to be there if, if I've done all this preparation. And the fact is, is that I'm, I'm not 100% confident. I need to see the course. I need to feel what that course is going to be like. Uh, in, in, my, in my case, the running course was very, very convoluted. The mountain bike course was convoluted. I've been to races where I haven't reviewed the run course, and I've paid dearly for it because the course marking was crappy, and they don't take any responsibility for it. And, and so I didn't look at the course. I missed a turn, and, and, and I lose some serious placing. So, you know, I... I don't want to have to worry about that in race day. It's you've already got enough anxiety in race day. You control for everything you can. And so by having that plan, that race plan, that training plan, that pre-race plan, the warm-up plan, everything by having that in place, that's less mental energy that you need to put into your race and so that you can focus on everything else. Okay, because again, things are not always going to go to plan, but once you get in the race, you're going to find yourself. Okay, and you just stick with your plan, you stick with your hydration, you stick with your feeding, and at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, I bet you're going to accomplish your goal. And that's really what it's about. Hey, folks, uh, again, I want to say thanks for listening to the show. I want to thank all of my sponsors that I've had over the years and the support I've gotten from them. Uh, I've been with Rudy Project for about 19 years now. And uh, they've always been really supportive. Uh, they, they sent me some great equipment. Uh, I want to thank Honey Stinger for their support. Again, been with them about 15 years. Uh, 
Camelback is a relatively new sponsor, but uh, again, very, very, very supportive. And really, all the people over the years that have been there uh, through you know my cycling career and the next era, um, it's it's been a wild ride, and uh, it's taken a lot to get here. I know I had mentioned uh, you know kind of postscript to this race, and and you know what I plan to do, and and right now I'm really not sure. Um, you know, I think going in the next year, I'm going to keep racing, but uh, I feel pretty satisfied with with being able to accomplish the goals that I've had, and it feels really good to be content finally. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, may, maybe spend some more time get uh, you know get my daughter into to you know different sports and see what she likes and see how that goes. Uh, but the podcast is going to be sticking around, and, and like I say, I'm going to be developing things. I had a ton of trouble last week, which kind of added to my stress, too. But we are working on the website and the podcast, and we will be getting a new website. So, again, we would appreciate your support. You can head on over to www.espanswers.com, hit the donate button. It'll certainly help us as we move forward, but we'll be getting a new website developing some new podcast ideas and more. Also, please feel free to email me at esppodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. You can post up your comments on the Facebook page as well. But again, I really appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast. And as always, remember, folks, if you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind. Later. Later.